It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Five Premiership games for you today With Rangers looking to cut the gap at the top They host Ross County before Celtic's chance to respond tomorrow Aberdeen and Motherwell both desperate for a win As they face off at Pitodre And three other exciting ties with St Mirren hosting Hibs Hearts taking on Dundee United and Kilmarnock travelling to Livingston I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Well, Rangers new signing Nicholas Raskin Reckons that the league title race is not yet over He'll get the chance to do something about it himself today because he's in the Rangers squad and he's taking on Ross County and it looks like the most straightforward fixture on the card. The rest, Dundee United are bottom of the table and they are away to heart, still reeling from the going over they got from Rangers on Wednesday night. Motherwell are second bottom. They go to Aberdeen, who are simply reeling. Ten goals lost in their last three games. One scored and that was a penalty. And also... We have St Mirren Hibs An emotional afternoon in Paisley St Mirren fourth on the table Taking on a Hibs side Devastated by the news that their owner Ron Gordon Is sadly fighting cancer It will be an emotional day For Lee Johnson and those Hibs players Quite a card Andrew Yeah, good fixture card ahead Looking forward to it today Rangers fans going along to Ibrox Looking for a glimpse of their new players again Another glimpse of Cantwell Will they see Raskin And will they win to cut the gap For at least 24 hours St Mirren Hibs is a fascinating one St Mirren going great But if Hibs beat them they leapfrogged them in the league this season and who would have seen that coming a few weeks ago and then the other ones Livy Kelly can Kelly build in that good one against Dundee United Hearts United I watched my old side Andrew United the other night against Kelly absolutely hopeless Hearts will be looking to bounce back and Aberdeen Motherwell well who can call that one both in a horrible run I'm looking at this fixture card and I think the most important thing is for the bottom of the league for the bottom four all away from home desperate for points Motherwell, nine new signings, no excuses now against an Aberdeen team that are struggling, but you'd imagine Rangers to take business at Ross County and then a few other good games. Well, five big games across the top flight. We've got the top team all around the grounds. We'll keep you up to date with those and the games across all the four divisions today. But let's get straight back out amongst the grounds. Let's go to Ibrooks. Gabriel Antoniazzi has a build-up for us. Yes, thanks, Andrew. Rangers come into the game off the back of that excellent win at Tynecastle midweek. Without a doubt, the best performance of the Michael Beal era. The target for them today is to see if they can build on that and really kick on. They want to make it 12 games unbeaten under Beal. They want to trim the gap to Celtic to six points before their game tomorrow, just as you said, and also build momentum not only in the league, with one eye slowly starting to turn to that huge old firm League Cup final at the end of this month. Team news-wise, Beal has shaken it up a little bit. Three changes since that midweek victory. McGregor, Kamara and Tillman all dropped to the bench. McLaughlin, Jack and Cantwell come in. There was a first appearance in the squad for new boy Nicola Raskin. And Yanis Hadji is also amongst the substitutes. I'll give you the 11 then. It's John McLaughlin in goal. Uh, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic. It's Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom and Todd Cantwell in midfield. The same front three as before. Fashion Sakala, Alfred Morelos and Ryan Kent. The substitutes are McGregor, Hadji, Cholak, Kamara, Sands, Wright, Raskin, Tillman and Larry. Well, but what about the visitors? It's Ross County all the way down 
from Dingwall. They are off the foot of the table and unbeaten in their last three games. They are still just one point above the drop. They make two changes from the 1-1 draw with Hibernian on Tuesday night. Akena and Luturi come into midfield for Jordan Tilson and Ross Callahan, who are amongst the substitutes. New signing Simon Murray adds much-needed firepower as well. He is on the bench. Malcolm Mackay sticks with a 3-4-1-2 formation. It's Ross Laidlaw in goal. A back three of Keith Watson, Jake Baldwin and Alex Iacoviti. Connor Randall will be right wing back with George Harmon on the left. Uh, Kenna and Loturi in midfield. Jan Dander just playing in the hole in front of them behind Eamon Brophy and Jordan White. Substitutes the Staggies, Monroe, Kankola, Callahan, Sims, Murray, Tilson, Samuel, Smith and Stones. The referee at Ibrox is Ewan Anderson and the VAR will be Gavin Duncan. Yeah, it will be a tough test for Ross County, Hugh. I think it's 18 top flight games they've played against each other. Ross County have never beaten Rangers in any of those. So Rangers will... Well, the fans will be going expecting three points today. Yeah, I think an emphatic win uh, is what the fans will be expecting. Uh, Ross County very fortunate on Wednesday night. They got a point against Hibs, but the goal that they scored was ludicrous. Two players bundled David Marshall, the Hibs goalkeeper, over the line, and somehow the goal was allowed to stand. They, they, they're very fortunate. They've scored 19 goals all season long. They are the team with the worst goals for record in the Premiership. And they're playing a Rangers side who are now transformed under Michael Beale. I think we can use that word justifiably. None more so than Morelos. 18 games under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, three goals. 11 games under Michael Beale, six goals. So Michael Beale is getting the proverbial tune out of Alfredo Morelos and I fancy Rangers by four or five today. Yeah, you look at the team news, Alfredo Morelos, <laughs> a classic Hugh prediction there yeah. already. Going to be that straightforward, Hugh? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that straightforward. Raskin to come off the bench. He'll get a big ovation from the Rangers fans. Cantwell starts the match. I have no logical grounds for su- suggesting anything other than an emphatic Rangers win. Any surprises in that? Team news, Mark. No, Tillman uh, in the starting lineup. Uh, Cantwell comes back in. That was kind of to be expected, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, maybe. Well, Tillman's been playing some good stuff recently, but he's still a young man. Um, you know, so playing him every game might not be in Beale's mind at the minute. Um, but Cantwell, I expected Cantwell to come in. I expected him to drop out midweek, going to Tynecastle. We discussed it last week. It's a different kettle of fish from playing at home in a, a nice environment. Um, but I did expect him to come back in and he'll feel better for that, getting minutes at Tynecastle. Fans are going along looking to see a big performance again. I mean, last week in the phone and we we saw it and we thought he did fine. But Rangers fans came on and had a different opinion. They thought he was outstanding last week. So he'll be looking to build on that and the fans will be looking to see a bit more. It, the interesting thing is changing the goalie again, you know. Yeah, well, Michael Beale's talked a lot about that, hasn't he? But, yeah. I mean, how, how sustainable is that towards the end of the season, changing from McGregor to McLaughlin? He said he's going to give Ross McCrory yeah. a chance as well. You don't really see top side sort of chop and change their goalkeeper like I that, do you? I must admit, I thought he would have made a decision by now and stuck with one by now. But he's obviously true to his word. He's going to keep doing it as long as it's not affecting the team, which it isn't because the, the back four look watertight in the minute then you'll keep going. I don't think it's a problem. I really don't. I <clears throat> also don't think the problem... A lot of people going along to Ibrox today could have easily said, well, I tell you what, Rangers have had their best performance this season at Tynecastle midweek. Same team if everybody's fit. But he's freshened up, and I totally agree because, no disrespect to Ross County, I don't think it'll be the five that Hugh's talking about. I think Rangers will win it. I think they'll win it comfortably. 
But uh, it's a squad And he's got to make sure He's getting the best out of his squad It's not like there's young kids Coming in You know Unknown names It's quality players Coming in to say Four or five I said Four <laughs> or five Well let's keep going Around the grounds A place where two teams Are desperate for a victory Pataudry Dave Galloway Will be watching Aberdeen Against Motherwell Yes Andrew A massive match For both teams And defeat just does not Bear thinking about For either Aberdeen with the worst defence in the Premiership right now. 46 goals conceded in 24 matches and 9 defeats from 11 in all competitions. They were dealt another blow last night when the appeal against uh, Ross McCrory's red card on Wednesday was rejected. Motherwell are only off the foot of the top flight on goal difference and apart from a cup victory over our broth not so long ago, haven't had a win since October. Now that would appear to set the scene then for a, a tense, nervous, uninspiring afternoon. Uh, plenty changes being made uh, to the starting 11s. Aberdeen firstly, just a couple for them. Horter and Scales come in for Lewis and McCrory. So Horter makes his debut in goals after arriving on loan during the transfer window from Ajax. His back four looks like Kennedy, McDonald, Pollock and Scales. Shinny and Ramadani, the sitting midfielders, with Duke, Clarkson and Hayes behind the main man up top, uh, Mayovsky. Substitutes for the Dons, uh, Lewis, McKenzie, Markenday, Watkins, Coulson, Duncan, Richardson, Babbage and Roberts. Motherwell, no fewer than five changes for them. The men coming in, Johnson, Furlong, Cornelius, Spittle and Ubeka outdrop Blaney, Danzaki, Slattery, Van Veen and Crankshaw so it's Kelly in goals across the back uh, McGinn Johnson Lamy and O'Donnell midfield Spittle Cornelius Goss and Furlong with Aitchison partnering Obika up front the substitutes for the Steelmen Oxborough Slattery Van Veen Crankshaw Danzaki McKinstry Tierney Danaki and Ross uh, the video assistant referee at Pittori is Graham Granger and your match referee Kevin Clancy Yes, you just how big a game is that for both sides? Well, first of all, if Aberdeen lose today to Motherwell, it is officially a crisis at Pataudry. They lost to Darville in the Scottish Cup. Since then, took a six-goal hammering from Hibbs. St Mirren went to Pataudry, scored three. Aberdeen got a penalty. Uh, Ross McCrory's red card uh, was not overturned after an appeal. Uh, if they lose today It really is serious time Motherwell at least being brave about it Playing Aitchison and Obika up front uh, But Stevie Hamill's got to gamble They're plucking players out of thin air And they're bringing them in And I'm not sure that that works I'm not sure that five changes game to game works either However With Aitchison and Obika up front They have clearly decided that who dares wins at Pataudry I like the look of this one as well St Mirren against Hibs Fraser Wishart covering that one Yeah it should be an exciting one Andrew and I think just echoing what Hugh Keeve said earlier on best wishes to Ron Gordon as often supporters will throw and shout abuse at uh, owners and people in football but often we don't see what's going on behind the scenes so best wishes to Ron Gordon but I think this one's got a strong claim for game of the day really making a cracking 90 minutes ahead prior to last Saturday both 
on a pretty poor run of form, but one for either we drowned off an excellent week. Simon, of course, won here against Motherwell and then midweek at Petaudry, and Hibs followed up a 6 0 thrashing of Aberdeen, the point in Dingwall. But uh, on an injury front, pretty bad news for, for them both, particularly Simon, who have lost Jonah Ayunga with an ACL injury. He'll be out for about six months, and Hibs out with Kevin Nisbet. But uh, the talk from the club today is it's not quite as bad as they first thought, and he could be in tension, contention sorry, for the game next week. And that's probably why Stephen Robson signed Tony Watt and Lewis, uh, sorry, uh, Lee John. Signed Matt Hopp on loan from Middlesbrough, although both are on the bench. I think Simon will be delighted Nisbet's out, but the man for Hibs to watch, of course, is Curtis Main. Three in the last two. He's been outstanding in this terrific season that Simon have had so far. Based on the home form, talk about every home game seven wins, four draws since the opening day defeat against Motherwell. I was here and Simon should actually won that game, and they're now in fourth. And I think fans just giving themselves a wee bit of a fantasy will be looking at perhaps top six and maybe even dreaming of Europe next season. But for all their travails this season and the abuse that some people have had around the club, the focus on their poor form at times, Hibs are only two points behind St Man and Winter, they could see them in fourth, so a big crowd expected St Man fans are back to their team in big numbers and we're boy by an excellent away support as well, Hibs as always will fill their way in, so an exciting 90 minutes ahead here in Paisley, just hope the wind that you can maybe hear on the microphone doesn't ruin the game unsurprisingly, no changes for St Man from the team that won in Petaudry in midweek usual 3-5-2 formation, Trevor Carson in goals Marcus Fraser, Alex Gogic and Charles Dunn at the back, midfield Ryan Strain, Keanu Bacchus, Marco Hara, Greg Kilty and Scott Tanza with Alex Greve and Curtis Main as the strikers, Peter Orminski, Richard Taylor, Declan Gallagher, Thierry Small Ryan Flynn, Fraser Taylor, Kieran Offord, Aidan Gilmartin and Tony Watt are on the bench, just two changes for Hibs, Cadden drops to the bench and is of course out injured, in come Egan Riley for his first start and Harry McCurdy, so 4-2-3-1 for Hibs, David Marshall in goals, Conrad Egan Riley at right back, then Will Fish, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson, midfielder Jerim Jago and Joe Newell and Harry McCurdy, Josh Campbell and Aidan McGeady behind the striker, Ellie Yuhan, Murray Johnson, Lewis Miller Marianne Cabraja, Jai Tavares Chris Cadden, Matthew Hawke Ewan Henderson, Oscar McIntyre and Josh O'Connor are the subs. The referee today in Paisley, Matthew McDermott and the VR referee, a man who never far from the focus of everybody's minds, Willie Collum. Yeah, I feel for uh, Fraser Wishart there because that main stand at St Mirren, you are brutally exposed. You could hear the, the elements there, but that should be a, a good game as well, Hugh. The last thing that Lee Johnson, the Hibs manager, needed to hear was that Willie Collum was in charge of VAR because Lee Johnson's had a bad week with VAR. He has been done out of three points at Dingwall because of a ludicrous decision and Willie Collum has had a long history this season of getting everything wrong so uh, Lee Johnson will be watching to see what effect VAR has on this game but at least in Paisley it's tense for a positive reason you've got two teams who are looking in an upward direction Tynecastle up next David Frail is at Hearts against Dundee United yes Andrew and quite windy here as well so we can only hope it dies down in time for the game I heard Hugh on the show last night saying that Hearts were left in bits and pieces by Rangers on Wednesday night well the task they have today is to put themselves back together again Hearts deserved a lot of praise for their 10 game unbeaten on before Rangers visit during the week but I think it's fair to say they probably didn't really turn up against them the place will be packed out again today it's Big Hearts Day the 7th annual charity uh, fun day and the place will be packed out Robbie Nielsen's players they'll get cheered on but I think they've got a bit of making up to do after that defeat in mid- midweek I think his tactics were maybe questioned maybe a bit too attacking against Rangers the team does look a bit more solid today but there is still a lot of firepower in attack he's actually just made two changes but there's a bit of personnel shuffling about Garan Qual and Alex Cochran are dropping out for Alan Forrest and Andy Haldy so it looks like a 3-4-1-2 formation for Hart Sander Clark in goals 
James Hill, Toby Civic and Kai Rose at the back Alan Forrest right wing back Andy Halliday, Robert Snodgrass and Stephen Kingsley I'm told he's going to be playing left wing back with Barry Mackay and behind Josh Ginelli and Lawrence Shankland subs for Hearts are Stuart Grant, Keogh Atkinson Cochrane Nielsen, Humphreys Quall and Ada. As for United, rock bottom of the league, they badly, badly need a win. The Mullerwell are only above them in goal difference. I think Liam Fox will be expecting a lot better than he got in the 1 0 midweek defeat at Kilmarnock. United fans, they weren't happy, upset at a lack of January signings, or a bit of protest at Rugby Park, banners against certain club figures. I think Liam Fox since then has asked for unity, and they're going to need it. United have only one away win this season, and they haven't actually won here since March 2014. I was looking at the team from that day Andy Robertson, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Gold, they were all on it. A young John Sutter was on the bench. And the history books also tell me that one Mark Wilson put in an accomplished 90 minute performance performance at right back. I think Liam Fox probably wishes he'd talent like that at his disposal today. He's made just two changes from the Kelly Loss Craig Sibbledon, he'll marry Niskanen are in for Ross Graham and Arnold Jim. United's going to be a sort of 3 4 2 1 formation. Mark Barigiti and goals back three of Ryan Edwards, Charlie McGrew, Scott McMahon, Liam Smith, Dylan Levitt, Craig Sibbledon, and he'll marry Niskanen across the middle with Jim McGrath and Glenn Middleton in behind Stephen Fletcher. Subs for United are Newman, Graham, Pollock, Jim, Sadat, Freeman, Aina, Kujo, and McLeod. The referee at Tynecastle is Nick Walsh, and the VAR is Chris Graham. Last but not least, Livingston against Kilmarnock. Roger Hanna is at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Yeah, and I think it may have been your good self, Andrew, who christened this fixture El Plastico. And it's a big game for both. Livy, they fell to fifth after that 3-0 midweek defeat at Celtic Park. I think David Martindale said in the eve of the game that Livy are the points-per-pound champions of Scotland. About a half-time in Wednesday night, he was ready to spend a pound in an Uber to get him away from Celtic Park. Uh, if he's looking for more positivity, he doesn't really need a taxi to get him away from Kilmarnock. He enjoys these fixtures. have already beaten Kelly home and away this season and will be eager to complete the hat-trick today. Kelly themselves, they've been buoyed by that 1-0 home win over Dundee United in Wednesday night. That lifted them from bottom of the table up to ninth in that congested relegation zone. Danny Armstrong, he returned from suspension for that game to score the only goal after conceding a penalty which keeper Sam Walker saved. But here's the killer start. Armstrong, nine goals this season for Kelly Andrew. Every time he's hit the net, Kelly have won the game. But it's just two points from a possible 36 on the road in the league this season. Just one win away in the top flight for Kilmarnock since the year 2020. And if they are to survive in this big relegation battle, they really do need to start picking up points in their travels. They'll have to do so without Kyle Lafferty, Jordan Jones, Ollie Shaw, all of whom left in transfer deadline day. And they'll really, you know, goals on the road have been a problem for Derek McInnes. Um, as for David Martindale, five changes from that defeat at Celtic Park. Income Montano, Bradley, Sean Kelly, Stephen Kelly and Joel Nubley who makes his first start in three months for the Lions. It's Shamal George in goal, back to back four, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Morgan Boys and Christian Montano. A midfield three, Sean Kelly, Scott Pittman and Stephen Kelly and then Stephen Bradley and Joel Nubley will flank Bruce Anderson and attack on the bench it's Hamilton, Obalai and Longridge, Penrise, Omionga and Holt, Shinny, Bahambala and Guthrie. As for Kelly, two enforced changes out injured are Ash Taylor and Liam Donnelly, in come Ryan Alabiosu and Alan Power, so that means it's Sam Walker in goal, back four, Ryan Alabiosu, Lewis Mayo, Joe Wright and Luke Chambers, across the middle, Danny Armstrong Alan Power, Liam Polworth and Rory McKenzie, and up top, Kyle Vassell with Christian Doidge, on the bench, Heming, Sanders and Stokes Alston, McEnroy and Lyons Murray, Robinson and Wales the referee at the Tony Macaroni is Colin Stephen and the VAR is John Beaton
Well, that is your team news for those five big Premiership fixtures. All three o'clock kickoffs today. But next up, we'll be bringing all the guys in. Look at the big talking points from across the last week. Action as it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got the top team all around the grounds and. Let's take a look at the past week in Scottish football. The biggest talking points, and Hugh, you've got to say that the, the closing of the transfer window, the yep. deadline passed on Tuesday night. What stuck out to you from transfer deadline day and just the, the window as a whole? Well, I mean, the, the, by and large, it's a much ado about nothing. We make a big deal about it and hype it up, but not a lot goes on. Uh, Raskin and Cantwell will be good signings for Rangers uh, Ange Postacoglu got his work done early I think we're very fortunate in Celtic and Rangers we have two terrific squads of players we are going to have a grandstand finish to the season we've got a cup final to come on the 26th of February Uh, so they continue to occupy the headlines and rightly so they've got the best players and they will continue to dominate from now until forever Yeah Roger Hanna We look at the Rangers team today Todd Cantwell starts for them Nicholas Raskin On the bench They're the, the two players That Michael Beale brought in This window Do you feel he could have done With more Or he certainly wanted more um, Yeah He spoke a few times About looking for more I mean he still does Here's John McLaughlin Back in the team today As you, you were discussing earlier on Andrew he still does need to address The goalkeeping position Long term Because Alan McGregor, I would imagine, would retire in the summer and I'm not sure anyone is convinced that John McLaughlin is the long-term answer. So that's something that we'll now need to look at in the summer months. Um, he spoke himself about looking for another centre-half um, you know, with questions over, over Philip Hollander, whose deal expires in the summer as well. James Sands' is loan is up in the summer, so that's another position he wants to look at. And of course, he's spoken about a striker. Alfredo Morelos, two goals at Tynecastle in midweek edging back to better form under Michael Beale but he hasn't signed a contract Andrew and it, it is interesting to hear Michael Beale speaking about the striker that he wants the player wasn't available in the January window but will be available in the summer window so you wonder what the future holds for Alfredo Morelos long term Yeah, That is a big one Gordon DL because people talk about the January transfer window and who's coming in and who's going out but Rangers fans will want to know answers about Alfredo Morelos they'll want to know answers about Ryan Kent and as well Malik Tillman as well because he is one that I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans would want to stay beyond the summer Michael Beale has spoken about him this week saying he's keen to keep him as well there's a lot of work for Rangers to do not just in the summer but before the summer as well Yeah, I totally agree Um, I totally agree Andrew I think that the Rangers fans do want answers but I've got to be fair on the Rangers manager the one thing I've, I've found since he's come into the hot seat he's very open with the supporters, he likes to give out that information. Doesn't he? Doesn't hold anything back. So as soon as he knows, then I'm sure that Rangers fans that information will filter through. Um, I, I I can't see Morelos still being there. Can they convince Ken? I don't really know. I think that we all get carried away in the fact that even when it was a situation with Goldson, I think we all thought, nope, not signed a contract after January window closes. He'll be away in the summer. And you look what happens. So there's still negotiations to be done. But I think Rangers are going about their business quite well. They brought in two players. They've not rushed it. I think Rangers fans would like to see a bit more. 
Uh, I think all that business will be done in the summer and I think Beals will obviously have his eye on the targets he wants in and one of those targets will definitely be a goalkeeper. There'll definitely be a goalkeeper being looked at, Mark, and Michael Beals talked about a number nine. He says he has someone in mind. Do you think that has any bearing on what happens with Alfredo Morelos? Um, yeah, I, I think so, but going back to Morelos, I think Morelos is almost... Played himself into a sort of trial period now for Rangers. Fourteen games left of this season. Now he scored four goals in the in the last what three games. Looks impressive. However, reading a newspaper article today, when you look at his tallies over the last three or four years in the league, you know some could argue that that's fell short of what you expect from a striker at Rangers uh, during league business. However, in these fourteen games, if Morelos goes on a, a scoring streak then Beale must look at it and think, well, do I really need another number nine? Now, I was of the opinion a couple of weeks ago that Morelos was done, he, he was gone, Beale would move on, but if he continues to score, I'll say it again, the fans forget everything else that surrounds Morelos in terms of fitness and the baggage he brings to the club. If he scores, why would Beale look elsewhere? I think if he scores today, Hugh, then that'll be a sixth consecutive yeah. season he's hit double figures in the top flight. It's not that easy to replace a striker who is consistently scoring mm. goals yes he goes through patches where he doesn't score as many but for a striker to score double figures in six consecutive Scottish Premiership seasons you would want a player like that on your books the problem is Morelis's numbers are not just about the number of goals he scores it's the number of pounds he costs per month uh, to Rangers he, he must be the costliest player in Scottish football uh, if Speculation about his weekly wage is correct He could be the highest paid player in Scottish football Now he'll want even more to stay The question is How highly does Michael Beale rate him? I think Michael Beale will make Morelos The player he used to be The European top scorer at Rangers And I think Beale and Morelos work together I'm not sure that he would automatically fit in elsewhere It's a question of how far are Rangers prepared to push the boat out? Roger, we touched on Nicholas Raskin. He's on the bench for Rangers today. Where do you see him fitting in in that Rangers midfield jigsaw? I think he'd probably fit in just in, in the kind of two holders, if you like. And it's been interesting the way Michael Beale sort of shuffled those players. I think Glenn Kamara missed out last weekend. Then Ryan Jack, it was it missed out. Or was it Lund Lundstrom missed out last weekend? Ryan Jack missed out in midweek. It's Glenn Kamara who's getting a rest this afternoon, having scored last Saturday afternoon. So I think he'll go in there and compete and just add another body in there. But he spoke very well yesterday. Um, He's clearly looking forward to the challenge uh, which will start today against Ross County and it's a big month for Rangers because if they have any chance at all in this title race they need to start making inroads and hoping Celtic drop points in this month of February before they run out of games and of course the month ends against Celtic at Hamden in the League Cup final. If we then look at Celtic, David Friel business done early again by Ange Postacoglu a lot of the talk was about players going out Jorgos Jakimakis hasn't left yet but will leave soon Josip Juranovic leaving as well I think if you told a lot of Celtic fans a few months ago that those two would be leaving there would maybe be some concerns but Ange Postacoglu just moves so quickly to make those replacements doesn't he? Yeah it's, it's been pretty slick from the manager you know he had his targets in mind Andrew I think oh Hyungu took a little bit of uh, time to get over the line but was clearly one he wanted in and 
I would still say it's a bit of a gamble. Not so much Janovic. I think Alistair Johnson and Tony Ralston are more than capable of filling that hole. I think with O, he might take some time to settle. And, you know, I heard somebody say during the week, Kyogo's only a hamstring away from Celtic having to then go to the next person. Jack Amakis would have probably guaranteed J 10 goals maybe between now and the end of the season. Obviously, there's reasons why he wanted to go. I think it was maybe come down to his contract, maybe come down to his playing time. And as Postacoglu wasn't going to stand in his way. So, no, it's been slick stuff. But I, I do still think there's an element of gambling letting Jack Marcus go because we don't know what O's going to bring and we might not know for a few weeks yet. Yeah, Mark, David talks there about it. Is there How much pressure is there on Celtic's new recruits to perform straight away? Because they do have quite a big squad. Mm-hmm. They sometimes throw players straight in they've done it with Alistair Johnson but then there's other players Tomoki Iwata for example Yuki Kobayashi we'll see it with O as well where they maybe don't need to play that much game time in the early stages of their Celtic career because because they've got a big squad yeah yeah, I think you're right in in that respect it's a luxury that Ange Postacoglu has at the minute because how well coached his team is how he's brought players on and the the embarrassment of riches he's got to choose from so he, he can bed these players in but I would agree with David. You know, if you if you said Juranovic is leaving uh, and Jackie Marcus at the start of the window, then you'd automatically think your team's weakened. Now, Johnson has filled in well and he looks apart. So then you think, well, get away with that. But David's right in terms of the striker position. Kyogo's on fire just now and there's no reason to drop him. Postacoglu said that. If he's scoring, keep playing him. However, if he picks up something, then it's up to O to come in. And, and take that mantle on Now that's a lot to ask For a 21 year old Who's never experienced this league Or do you turn to Maeda Either way I think Jackie Marcus Would have still been a better bet However I said at the start When you hear Murmurings from the agent And the contract Comes into the media Then the things Certainly weren't right Behind the scenes And I'm not surprised He's away now But Ange Postacoglu Quick to get a striker in It's different when he comes on the pitch And he has to do it instantly but time will tell on this I th- one I think you have to look at every player whose name ends in A Jota Abada Maeda They are all good goal scorers Maeda was a bit wasteful uh, At Tannadice And again Midweek against uh, Livingston But he's a, he's a fine player uh, And I do take David Friel's point on board That you know Kyogo is only an injury away from Lots of headlines being made about this. Oh, why did let Giacomacus go? Um, I I do think that in uh, Abada, Jota, Maeda, they can cope even with a Furuhashi injury. Uh, but if, as long as Furuhashi stays fit, Celtic are in a good position. We're seeing players being thrown in when they've only had one training session at some clubs. Gordon, Nicholas Raskin only got his work permit approved yesterday. He's on the bench for Rangers today. You look at the way Celtic have done business. Alistair Johnson and Yuki Kobayashi were training with Celtic for about two weeks before they were even available to play for them. How big a help is that as a manager when you get your business done so early that players have that time to settle in? Yeah, I think it's a luxury that you know you've got players that are fit and ready to go. Obviously, Alistair Johnson was in the World Cup as well. Um, But you can handpick your games because you look at different games at Celtic Park or where it's away from home. Postacoglu, you've got to say, it doesn't matter if it's at Ibrox, Tynecastle or Celtic Park. If he thinks they're ready, he'll throw them in. He he believes in his players and I think the other managers do as well. Um, I just think that nowadays it's a completely different way going about football. Days gone by, you would have time to be bedded into these big clubs. Now, the managers are so confident in your ability 
They know what you can do. They're putting you in beside quality players, which help. You know what I mean? You look at that Celtic midfield, for instance, all coming off the bench. It must be brilliant because you're thinking from the wide areas, we can create chances from the middle part, from the full back areas. And it's the same with Rangers because Rangers are in good form. Just now, I thought they were brilliant against Hearts at the weekend, uh, midweek, sorry. So I don't think managers have now got the same attitude of saying, let them bed in. It's right in and away you go. And I think that is the best way for a player you, joining. You look at the teams at the other end of the table, we're chatting about Celtic and Rangers, but look at Aberdeen. Uh, you know, they sign these players, the managers, away. But they have to throw them in It's a necessity You look at Stevie Hamill as well Signing players One last night And one today Was it yeah. Dan Casey Irish defender Came in last night Callum Butcher Former Dundee United midfielder In the door This morning That's nine signings They've made He's, he's got a big task In his hands Doesn't he To try and get This team working Yeah yeah. So it's Stevie Hamill's team You know You can't have the argument Well I'm working with Someone else's players And I'm trying to get The best tune out of them He has Compiled A list of players now and we were chatting about it on Thursday night. I think he's got to be given time. Why Why would you then just get rid of a manager after sanctioning all these signings? Are they any better than the ones he's got? Well, that Motherwell fans biggest, would like to hope so. Just quickly, Andrew, the biggest decision that shocked me in the transfer window came from an interim manager who said that he was the one that got rid of the captain, the Aberdeen captain. I, 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 that is beyond belief for me. You know, an interim manager that's in there to hold the, the reins until the new manager appointed makes a big decision to get rid of your club and then, captain. And then the Kilmarnock manager says the decision to get rid of Kyle Lafferty had nothing to do with him. Fraser so, Wissert, I'm oh, sorry, you on your No, no, just to <laughs> finish off by saying, it's a wacky old country. <laughs> Fraser Wissert, you're at St Mirren against Hibs. One of the most interesting deadline day deals was the move to take Tony Watt to St Mirren and that seems like a huge piece of business because of the news about Jonah Ayunga this week Yeah, it was a strange one I have to say, uh, Andrew I, I wasn't quite expecting Tony Watt to leave Dundee United I don't know what's going on behind the, the scenes there he's only been there a wee while and uh, he's one of the better players but um, I think it's a really good signing for, for St Mirren I think Tony tends to do really well when he moves into a club and then and if he's in here for the short term I think he'll do well for St Mirren but I, I think you're right, I think they knew before it was announced that Ayunga's knee was worse than perhaps we all thoughts so they needed to get somebody in uh, pretty pretty quickly you know and, and from that point of view you, can, you can't do much better if you're St Mern than get somebody like Tony Watt an established premiership player a couple of Scotland caps as well so that, so I think he's a good sign although he's on the bench uh, bench today but it's a, it's a crazy world the, the, the transfer window when you think of these are, these are individuals these are people this is their job and they can only change jobs for one month of the year and then come deadline day you know, I was involved in a lot of things that were going on as well and people are sitting waiting to see whether they might be moving club moving job moving country you know sitting waiting at 6 o'clock at night and, and it's, it's, you get no chance to even go and think about it you actually just get told right you're moving now get out, the, get out of the club and go go and play elsewhere so it's a, it's a crazy world and I think sometimes clubs and supporters get caught up and worried because the clubs only sign two players or only sign one player you can't keep turning over players time after time window after window and just in the hope that one or two stick and that seems to see, to me to, to see what happens sometimes clubs just sign players just for the sake of it and hoping against hope that this player will come in and do them a turn for a couple of months Well the transfer dealings are done five big games in the Premiership today we'll go back around the grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans in the studio with me, Andrew McLean, on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The top team all around the grounds. Let's go back and get a taster before kick-off. Let's go to... Let's go to Pataudry, isn't it? That's a, a really interesting one. Two sides desperate for a win. Dave Galloway, how will the feeling be amongst the fans, not just the home fans as well, the, the away fans for this one? I would say, Andrew, uh, dread and trepidation. I think both sets of supporters will be here, um, you know, in hope rather than confidence or expectation. It, it's a very, very intriguing one, isn't it? You know, I mean... The crazy way the Premiership is at the moment. Aberdeen may be four points off fourth place, but their catastrophic form of late, it does give serious cause for concern. You know, I've heard many people, they've said to me, you know, they can't possibly be sucked into a relegation dogfight, but I do recall what happened to Hibs under Terry Butcher a number of years ago. They said they were too big, too good to go down, and look what happened to them, um, beating over two legs in the playoff by Hamilton Aki's Motherwell in dreadful form but you know I doubt they will have any fears at all about uh, today's game this has been a happy hunting ground for them incidentally they've won in four of their previous five league visits to Pitaudry so that sets the scene for a, a very intriguing game I would say Yeah let's hear from both managers starting with Aberdeen interim boss Barry Robson Well I know Stevie Hamilton and I know he's a very good coach and a good, a good guy, Stevie, and um, he's, he's trying to get them to play, which is admirable. I think that's good. You can see they try and play football. It's always a tough game against Motherwell, no matter what. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be physical, but they try and pass the ball under Steve as well. So that that's good for him. And I've watched quite a bit of them. And um, it's going to be a difficult game. There's no game in this Scottish Premiership. It's easy. It's difficult. It's tough. Um, but if we bring the tactical side that we've done, well, over one day, obviously, not loads of time, and we can get a few things right. We've got a chance of winning the game. Away performances this season have generally been very good. It's um, it's a place we've won already this season. It was one of our better performances uh, since we've been here. Um, so it's, it shows us it's 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 capable capable of doing it. It's a team as well that have, they've changed the manager and they've, they've not had the results they wanted as well. So we need to understand we'll be in a battle. We'll be playing against a team that's really really up for it as well, and we need to be ready for that. St Mirren against Hibs, Fraser Wisher and St Mirren have this incredible home record at the moment. I think it's unbeaten in 12 in Paisley, 11 of those in the Premiership and they'll be keen to keep that going today. Yeah, I, I think they can and uh, part of that will be down to the St Mirren support who, who are coming out in, in big numbers. They expect to be 7,000 8,000 to be here today. I said Hibs fans will come and fill the away stand which is brilliant. It's good atmosphere but for all the games the St Mirren supporters have got really behind their team and that's really due to that terrific home format as you say and I said earlier I was here when they played Mother that first game of the season only league game they've lost here this season and they, they, they should have won it they should have beaten Motherwell so for some reason that their home form has just been terrific um, and I think the way the Hibs play suits some Hibs it's never dull with, with the Burnley you know you never get a kind of very dull boring game it's either very exciting for, for their opposition or they, they bang in a few goals themselves and, and the way Lee Johnson plays they'll come out and try and dominate the ball and some of them quite like that they, they like to just sit back be Compact 3-5-2 formation But if you're good Technical players in the midfield Ohara Can drive them forward Kilty and Bacchus can play And got their support Grieve and Curtis Main Scoring goals And looking like the striker He was a few years ago At Motherwell So everything looking good For, for St Mirren And I do think they'll, they'll win this game Today again There's no reason to see Why they wouldn't do that I think they've got the players They've got the organisation They're backing with a huge support I think this is going to be A crack in 90 minutes And I, I expect Hibs to score a few I, I, think, I think this could be Something like a 2-1 or a 3-2 We'll try and go back to Fraser at half-time if he's not been blown away 
by that point sounds really windy there uh, Roger Hanna are you expected to be blown away by exciting football at Livingston against Kilmarnock it's interesting about the strikers you know I heard you in the, in the show last night just discussing this sort of merry-go-round of strikers of Tony Walt going to St Mirren and you know Eamon Brophy and Simon Murray end up at Ross County there's Kyle Lafferty and Ollie Shaw both away from Kilmarnock and, and you wonder where Kilmarnock's goals are going to come from Andrew you know they've gone today with former Livingston player Scott Robinson on the bench the preferring uh, Christian Doidge and Kyle Vassell up front Christian Doidge hasn't scored a goal for Kilmarnock his last goal was for Hibernian on the opening day of the League Cup groups in July last year so he is definitely due and Kyle Vassell he's still settling into his Kilmarnock career and isn't really hitting the goal trail either so that will be the thing that might well shape this game where Kilmarnock can find the goals from because they're leaning extremely heavily on Danny Armstrong. Nine goals so far. As we said earlier on, every time he scores, Kilmarnock win. But every time he doesn't score, they tend not to win. So there's a big burden of responsibility in the shoulders of Vassell and Deutsch for me this afternoon. And Hearts against Dundee United, David Friel. Tynecastle hasn't been a happy hunting ground for Dundee United of late. They've lost each of their last three top flight visits. They are conceding 12 goals in the process. Yeah, they have, as I said earlier on. I mean, uh, I think both teams have kind of passed each other in terms of relegations, but they haven't won here in nine years. Andrew, just to give you a glimpse of how gloomy it is over here, they've actually just turned the floodlights on full blast at Tynecastle. Not great weather, the rain's on, the wind's on, but I don't think it's any excuse. The pitch looks decent. I think both teams will be having a go for it. I think the United have no option but to have a go for it. They need points, they need wins, but I would expect a big reaction from Hearts. As I said earlier on, they just didn't turn up against Rangers, but Robin Nielsen's got plenty of firepower. Lon Shanklin looking to add to his tally, Josh Janelli, Robert Snodgrass, Barry McQuay. They've got goals in the team, so I do expect Hearts to win. I'm sorry, producer Callum, I do expect Hearts to win, but United will give them a game. And the worst press box in the Premiership to be where there's bad weather? By a mile. I need one of those umbrella hats, Andrew. It's absolutely awful there. It's down the front of the stand. You get the rain, you get the wind. It's it's not it's not great. So, uh, yeah, we wish David Freel all the best. Hopefully his kit's still working by halftime. He deserves all he gets for using the word narrative all the time. Do we not just hope the heavens open up? That's what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah. Well, there we go. Best wishes, David Freel. <laughs> uh, we will go back to Ibrox next. Gabriel Antoniazzi will be looking ahead to Rangers against Ross County. The winning team season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard just around five minutes until kick-off for our five big Premiership games. Rangers against Ross County, St Mirren, Hibs, Livingston, Kilmarnock, Hearts, Dundee United and Aberdeen, Motherwell. We'll go back to Ibrooks in a second, but let's hear from the manager, starting with Michael Beale. Malky does a really, really good job. I think his team tried to play the right way. He's, he's used the loan market and the free market really well the last couple of years and brought some interesting players into the league. It must have been really difficult for him to lose Charles Cook and Hongbo at the end of last season, but he seems to have recruited well. They've always given us a difficult game at Ibrox. I, you know, I remember um, some difficult moments against them. And what I would say about Malky is he always sets his team up to try to win the game. So they've got a different type of battle between now and the end of the season that we've got. But it's important we put on a strong home performance. There will be changes to our team uh, to, keep, to keep refreshing it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of hard work from our chairman, from our chief executive, Stephen, and from Enda, uh, head of recruitment, um, in terms of actually for the whole month, sifting through the players that, that you can get, you might get, you might not get, 
the ones that do come up eventually but to end up with two youngsters and three men so to speak uh, I'm really delighted you know we get no hand from Hibs early on in the window young Josh Stones is another one 20 year old from, from Wigan who's come up and they really adapted uh, right in the middle of the group um, and then when we managed to get even Brophy in from St Mirren which was a, a really good one for us and then right on the transfer deadline day we managed to get Simon uh, Murray in from Queen's Park which was a great one for us and you know at the death we managed to get Guion Edwards in who's played over 200 games in England as a winger yeah, Rangers win midweek was undoubtedly their best performance under Michael Beale, and they'll be hoping to put in a, a home performance like that. Well, exactly. 50,000 people there who were greatly impressed by Rangers at Tynecastle. They want to see a continuation of that, and they're reading headlines from Nicholas Raskin saying this title race is not over. Uh, so the objective is to be six points behind Celtic by five o'clock. Celtic kick off at 12 o'clock tomorrow in Perthshire. Uh, you know, Malky he's a great guy, great coach, um, and he has made good signings, but there ought not to be any reason why Rangers don't win this match. Well, not far away from kickoff, let's go back to Ibrooks. Gabriel Antoniazzi has the build up and a recap of the teams. Yes, I certainly do, Andrew. Just a few minutes until we get underway here. Interesting, you were talking about Rangers trying to kick on for that really impressive performance at Tynecastle midweek. Just wanted to point out for the first time in several months, you look at their bench, you've got the likes of Haji, Cholak, Kamara, Raskin, and Tillman starting to look really strong again. Plenty of options there, considering that players coming back from injury and a few January additions. We all know that Rangers are trying to make it 12 games unbeaten. Uh, under Michael Beale and as you said cut Celtic's lead down to six points we spoke to Nicholas Raskin yesterday and he said anything can happen we still have to play Celtic twice and that is something that all Rangers fans here can uh, will be keeping in mind uh, I'll give you a quick run through of the teams again just before kickoff. Uh, Beale has made three changes from midweek McGregor, Kamara and Tillman all dropped to the bench McLaughlin, Jack and Cantwell come in in goal, it's John McLaughlin, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom in midfield with Todd Cantwell just playing in front of them. Fashion Scarlet, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent play up top. The substitutes, McGregor, Haji, Cholak, Kamara, Sands, Wright, Raskin, Tillman and Lowry. Uh, Ross County have made two changes from their 1-1 draw with Hibernian on Tuesday night. Uh, Kenneth and Loturi come into the midfield with Tilson and Callahan, who drop to the bench. It's a 4-3-1-2 for them. Uh, Ross Laidlaw in goal the defence of Keith Watson Jake Baldwin and Alex Yakoviti Connor Randall Noah Kenner Victor Latore and George Harmon across the middle with Jan Dander playing in the 10 Eamon Brophy and Jordan White up top they can hear uh, simply the best playing around Ibrox that signals Captain James Tavernier to lead the team out Ross County here as well uh, wearing their white strips Rangers in their blue home strips uh, a packed out Ibrox for a 3 o'clock fixture it's wet here it's windy here as well but it should be a cracking game, Andrew. Kickoff is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Just about to get underway for the three o'clock kickoff. Just kicking off right about now, so that's probably time to get your predictions in the Acker. How bad is it going to be today? Uh, it's a Rangers win at Ibrooks. It's a draw at Paisley for me, St Mirren and Hibbs. Uh, on the old threadbare carpet at the Tony Macaroni, it'll be a win for Livingston against Kilmarnock. Tynecastle, sorry to all of those who hold Dundee United close to their hearts. They're hopeless, and it's a hearts win. And I think 
Aberdeen surely will win at home against Motherwell, struggling Motherwell, struggling Aberdeen. But if Aberdeen don't win today, it is crisis time. Yeah, Aberdeen against Motherwell could be the first Scottish Premiership game ever that both teams lose. But what are you predicting, Mark Wilson? <laughs> well, my Akers are getting progressively worse. But here we go. I'll go a Rangers win. I'll go a St Mirren win. A draw at the Tony Macaroni. Hearts will beat United and Aberdeen will beat Motherwell. They'll eventually get a win after a tough few weeks. I don't know if this is going to change your predictions at all. Some big insider news we've got. Mm-hmm. Peter Pollitt in for Jamie McGrath. Late on, late switch. Injury in the warm-up. No, 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 no. Uh, remember the date. You heard it here first. I was in fire last week, as the boys to my right will tell you, Andrew. So I'm going to give you Rangers, home win. St Mirren, home win. Livingston, home win. Hearts, home win. Aberdeen, Motherwell, game abandoned after 25 <laughs> minutes. No, I'm going for a draw. Right, looking forward to those all being terrible. Yeah, remember the done, date. Done, all done by Hacker. <laughs> <Hacken. laughs> you know you were good last week, Andrew. Thank Did you. you hear him last week? He was on fire. Boom, Got boom. almost everything he said right. Yeah, almost, almost, almost. That being the key word there, almost. Yeah, yeah uh, we are kicked off in the five games. David Friel's been in touch to say that someone in front of him has a box of... Is this an age thing for me? What What are skinny whips? Do we know what those are? Skinny whips, I've got a pair of them. <laughs> uh, if it's the same things I'm thinking of I don't of. think I want to know what that is I don't think I want to know <laughs> A bag A bag of skinny whips A box of a skinny box whips of I have no idea It looks like some sort Must of Confectionery I don't know if it's maybe some I don't know Is that an Edinburgh thing? Who knows Absolutely Just Low go- calorie snacks I'm told by uh, Producer right. Callum cal- Give him another two minutes And he'll tell you It's a poor game Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, maybe not the brightest. I do sympathise for him. I've only been to Tyne Castle or when That's the new terrible. stand was built a couple of times in New Face area, but you would have thought they may have considered things a bit differently when they were building that. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great, especially because they have these sort of perspex, perspex covers high. that go over the top, but they don't shield your kit at all from the rain. So if you've got a laptop or like our broadcasting kit, you're in real trouble. I covered I did a Scotland under 21 commentary once and I was sat up the back of the stand opposite of the main stand and it was during Covid season so there was no fans in but I think every single journalist that was working at the game actually sat in the press box and just watched it on the TV inside because that's how bad the weather was because they were getting absolutely (laughs) soaked it was like a storm in there and they all just decided to pack it in move inside shows what hearts think of you guys put you there for Uh, a reason excuse me you are now one of you guys. You are, unless, unless you're standing in here not being paid to be here, you are accepting money to be a pundit on a football programme. You are part of, of the, the media. You are no longer Celtic's Mark Wilson. You are part of are the media. Are accepting M- that, mate? We're not really, because we don't go You write. absolutely are. We you do not go are. and write the nonsense every weekend. Well, no, you, you just speak, you speak <laughs> the nonsense every <laughs> week. You talk on the radio. Oh, we printed it. We don't hide behind the studio. It's Andrew's only been in for an hour and... Right, my, my issue is that I am on the same side of the argument as Hugh, which is not a good side to be on in any oh, argument. No, but but anyway, b- before we start a scrap in here, let's do this. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. Now, I am directing these remarks at the two non-members of the media here who accept <laughs> money for talking. 
Name the last three players to miss a penalty in the league for Celtic and Rangers. So, Mark, Dazzler, that's six players in total. Yeah. Three from each club. Who are the last three players to miss a penalty in the league for both Celtic and Rangers? Okay. Get your answers in at Clyde SSB. Remember, it's a race as well, so you want to be the first to get those in. There's been a decent chance for Ross County in the early stages. John Lundstrom giving it away. It was Harmon's shot that was blocked, and then another shot blocked as well. So a bright start for Ross County in that one. There has been a goal down the divisions. Annan 1-0 up against Bonnie Rig Rose, an early Tommy Goss penalty. But that is a, a bright start for Ross County. Less than three minutes in that chance. Well, it certainly was. I mean, I'll take you back to the game Rangers v Celtic at Ibrox, where Rangers conceded earlier on to Dyson Maeda, and the same ball Morelos played. Well, Carbon copied yeah, that from Wonstrom, and Ross County probably should have done better. But this is a revisit of the fixtures, or not? When we were watching it one time, and. Yeah. Did it again Ross County after they went one yeah, up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daz's yeah. fa- famous line no, of course I, I, it was a I, replay I, I, of the goal no, I did it again unbelievable scored again but it was a great chance from Ross County you've got to say a real positive start um, yeah it was that slack ball given away in the middle of the park that caused them all the problems yeah, I, have to, early pressure. I, I have to throw Simon Dongley under the bus last night he's watching the television in here and as you know, Queen's Park were playing A United and a red card was shown and Simon jumped up at his seat <laughs> pointed to the screen. It was not yet kick-off time, sadly. And it, it was an old game they were showing it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the referee was practising. He was out there practising, brandishing his red cards. He was watching a game from earlier in the season. That is great. Oh, I'm yeah. going to have to pull him up about that. Livingston have hit the bar, Montano's header at the back post from a Stephen Bradley cross. There's also been a goal for Morton in the Championship, 1-0 up against Inverness. Calvin Miller with the goal in the Highlands there. But um, yeah, Ross County struggling for goals earlier on in the season, but they have made those additions. Eamon Brophy has come in, Simon Murray coming in on deadline day as well. Those are, when you're down the league, big additions, aren't they? Well, you need a goal scorer to get you out of trouble. I mean, when you look at the teams all down there, obviously, defensively, they've all got their flaws. That's why they're there. But a goal scorer, in my opinion, Andrew, will always get you out of it. Now, Ross County have signed a couple. Well, remains to be seen how Simon Murray will adjust to stating up the divisions. It was an interesting move, that, actually. You know, Queen's Park flying, and, and you've got Ross County, who are flirting with relegation. Might he see his old team, you know, go by him? Eamon Brophy, good career, Good goal scorer, but went off the rails a wee bit in terms of his performances, but he scores in his debut. So, important signings. Does Jordan White not have a good record of scoring against Rangers? Yeah, he has a really good goal scoring record against Rangers. He's a big Rangers fan as well, Jordan White. Is he really? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, but Mm. has has scored a few times against them. Sam Walker with a good save. Uh, Joel Nubley's drive it's been all Livingston so far in that game pretty scrappy so far between Hearts and Dundee United doesn't sound like he <laughs> but I, tell it. Th- I had thrill for four minutes for a scrappy <laughs> comment usually every week oh, a bit scrappy four minutes gone Bonnie Rig Rose have equalised against Annan Athletic Callum Connolly with the goal there and Callum Patterson who almost joined Hearts during the January transfer window he scored for Sheffield Wednesday do you think Robbie Nielsen will have been disappointed to miss out on him um, yeah I think he'd have been a good signer uh, I was very critical of Patterson when he was at Hearts not because of his ability 
because of the position he was playing. He was never a right back in a month of Sundays, and I'm glad Neil Warnock proved me and everyone right. Um, he can get goals. He's a handful. I thought he would have added a lot to the Hearts squad just now, but unfortunately, they didn't get him. You think he would have gotten the Hearts team at the minute? Yeah. Parson. The question yeah. is where would he have played Because he's played absolutely Pretty much everywhere apart from goalkeeper He's played hasn't he Rangers chance there as well It was Borna Barisic over the bar Good play by Alfredo Morelos In the build up Motherwell have started well at Pataudry Forcing an early corner against Aberdeen That will be You'd think if Motherwell start quickly The Aberdeen fans will really get on the back well, of, the, they've got of the to team be, They've got to be on the backs of the players from the, the off because they've watched Aberdeen go down 3-1 to St Mirren at home on Wednesday night they've watched them lose 6-0 they've watched Jim Goodwin be treated like a thief in night having to creep away from Easter Road rather than uh, be confronted by fans they've got to be in a temperamental mood but fair play to John Rankin at Hamilton the Yankees a goal up against Dundee I told you something about three months ago that I watched Hamilton and they've got young players and they just took time to adapt they're, they're actually not the worst team I've ever seen they play some good stuff and uh, John came under a lot of pressure but all credit to the board they've stuck by him and he's off and running again this afternoon early yellow card for Alex Yakoviti of Ross County just pulling back Alfredo Morelos as he was making a run towards the Ross County box Hamilton 1-0 up against Dundee in the championship Connor Smith with that goal haven't heard too much so far from St Mirren against Hibs Hibs with more of the ball early on no chances at either end but we do have one of these Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements and there is a fist pump in the producer's uh, box there because <laughs> it's a goal for Dundee United steady on steady on you lot 1-0 to Dundee United Stephen Fletcher with the goal and quick succession because we've got another one of these Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Joel Nubley with a point blank header Livingston 1-0 up against Kilmarnock so that's Dundee United 1-0 up at Tynecastle Livingston 1-0 up at home to Kilmarnock and that's the action really getting underway Well oh. I'm shocked at United Hugh yeah. Tynecastle I watched United through the week and for about 15 minutes, they looked like a decent side in possession. Then Stephen Fletcher misses a penalty and they crumbled like nothing you'd ever seen before. I just thought that was a bridge too far, got to time, Castle, but what a start. Huh? Crumbled like a flake. Crumbled like You've also got to look at Hearts. Uh, you know, everyone goes on about the defeat to Rangers and justifiably because they were torn apart. They had a nil-nil draw with Livingston before that. At the moment, uh, you know the the wheels have come off ever so slightly for the the team who like to think of themselves as the third biggest in the country. Yeah, no, the, well, the only good thing, sorry, and, and I, I say it on this program regular, and a lot of people appreciate it. If you're going to lose a goal, lose it early, especially at home. Hearts will have plenty of time to turn that one round. Cliches have started yeah, already. Yeah. Bit of a worry okay. for Rangers there. John Lundstrom has been down for quite a while at Ibrox. Rangers do have. Men on the bench, a bit too early, would you think, for Nicholas Raskin? Or do you think yeah. he could be thrown straight in? He's on the bench, well, and it's his position. He's yeah. good money yeah. from him, on. Hasn't played for a while, though. He's been sort of frozen out of the standard Liège team because he wouldn't sign a new deal. He is on his feet you can, now. You, you can oh, bring Tillman. On. Tillman is coming on. Yeah, I was going to say, you can bring on Tillman, who scored the midweek. You can bring on Kamara, who 
we had people calling in the show on Thursday night saying how well he played and he's back to his usual self. So he has got options, there's no doubt in that. Do you, but do you think it's the end for Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool? 2 0 down, down to, to Wolves. Wolves already, 12 minutes in. We were jumping up and down last Sunday, but the mighty Brighton put them out the FA Cup with a terrific goal in dying minutes. Enough uh, of that English football nonsense, we've got oh. one of these. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. Livingston 2, Kilmarnock 0. Bruce Anderson with the finish. Again, it was a Nicky Devlin cross from the right. And what a start that is for you Livingston. Wouldn't, you wouldn't know where to turn for a crisis in this division, in the bottom six. Because, you know, Derek McInnes said during the week that the decision to part company with Kyle Lafferty had nothing to do with him. And now they're two down already. They've got 23 points In other words With Dundee United A goal up at Tynecastle, it, it could be that Kilmarnock and Dundee United Trade places At the bottom of the league That is a shocking start Problem Kelly, All Kelly over got, the place yeah. Roger Hanna says Problem they've got is They haven't got a striker That can score goals yeah. Vassell and Doidge Are Going through a sticky patch Let's say They just cannot Hit the target And Roger was right That they rely heavily on Armstrong, who's a terrific player, but you need, like I say, Ross County. If you're at the bottom of the table, you need goal scorers to get you. It was That's funny right. because I was talking to Mark just before the three o'clock kickoffs, and I said the one game I wouldn't like to be at today is Livingston. <laughs> All of a sudden, Rogers got a terrific game, two goals. How big a concern would that have been on deadline day? Because you would have thought the Ollie Shaw deal was going through anyway, and then Derek McInnes is sort of sprung on him essentially. He said it wasn't really anything to do with him yeah. Kyle Lafferty leaving he said it was between Kyle Lafferty and the board it didn't really give Kilmarnock any time to plan they already no. had Ollie Shaw going to Barnsley when you are in a relegation scrap that's well, the last thing you need yeah on the face of it they've taken the legs away from the manager uh, and the start that they've made to the game today would uh, underline that point uh, Kilmarnock need not think that everything will be okay and they'll survive they are very much in this relegation dogfight with Dundee United with Ross County with Motherwell they are up their armpits in trouble booze from the Hearts fans says David Friel <laughs> bit early, bit early, early. Yeah. oh no 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 give, give, give another five. five never too early well still. one thing's guaranteed that the manager We'll be in the fourth official's ear about yeah. something. Even though we're only 13, 14 minutes in, Robbie Nielsen will be up to his old tricks, no doubt. Well, he, he could do with a trick. Uh, as I say, nil-nil against Livy. Big chance for Rangers. Todd Cantwell clipping the bar. It was a good curling effort from him. Tillman was through on goal. Cut it back to Cantwell. And he was just unable to put that one in the back of the net. Rangers' first real chance of the game. Well, fair play to Malky Mackay. They're 13 minutes into the game and they've had their own chances. So uh, Rangers not getting it all their own way, but uh, they'll regret that. Uh, can't, well, that would be a great start for him. Uh, and he's early in his Rangers career, nothing like a goal to enhance your reputation with the fans. I think he's just playing a wee bit deeper now. Since Lundstrom's went off, Tillman obviously goes up more advanced one, can't well Just a wee bit deeper, and that's where the chance comes from. From Tillman up further up the pitch, it just breaks to the edge of the box. Nice and controlled. We've seen him score goals from there before. Unlucky. Ah, it is. Nice what, effort. What minute did you have the Andy Halliday injury coming oh. at today? Because he's been... No way. No caught way. by Peter Pollitt who's been booked he is limping a wee bit but I think oh. he is playing on <laughs> I've got I've got him 64 minutes for a, the badge kissing performance <laughs> oh no they're one down though 
But he'll be t- if it's raining, he'll be protecting that here. He's all right now, says David Freel. <laughs> He's the only shower cap on. <laughs> And David Phil said he was going to have one of those sort of umbrella hats on that's as well. Andy needs. Do it. Aye, he's the only player in the Premiership sponsored by the NHS. David Phil says hair, <laughs> hair looking well. To be fair, uh, ah, is it? Is it grown? I've not seen Andy. I've seen, I've seen uh, a few a photos. Bit. Actually, it looks as if it's grown it's in all right. Yeah, yeah. And does that stay forever? No. Do you think? No. Nah, that'll fall. It's only a couple of years you get this. Is, is that, that based he'll, on he'll, any knowledge whatsoever? Or are you just guessing? I'm guessing. He'll, he'll, he'll or wake have up, you really looked into this because he'll, you're. Tempted. He'll wake up one day and he'll turn around and his pillow will just be a wig. <laughs> I'll tell you now. <laughs> Guaranteed. I think he's, he's surely got to play this back to him when he's, he's in. He's back on that. <laughs> he's on that Barathin budgie over in Turkey, isn't he? <laughs> We're just getting hair updates from David Freel at the moment. By the way, he's now saying Big Charlie's hair is magnificent. Oh, that's he's, happy he's with, never uh, losing that. Oh, Big Charles. Mind Aye. you, mind you, he must be envious because Todd Cantwell's got a feral barnet as well. You know, he could rival Charlie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good head of hair. Ross County corner there. A wee bit of pressure. It has been end to end at Ibrooks so far. Goal down the divisions. Connor Salmon scoring for Alloa against Peter Head they're 1-0 up in that game what about the Palmerston Pep how's he getting on uh, I think it's still 0-0 I've not seen any goals go in from that game so far well Ross County Malky Mackay has come down with a positive attitude I think he he still feels aggrieved from the, the last time they were at Ibrooks when the Rangers player I think it was James Sands should have been sent off he described the decision as inexplicable uh, and you know, he's come down to try and do something that uh, that is good for Ross County rather than just park the proverbial bus. Chance for Dundee United. They're playing well. Oh. Glenn Middleton shot saved after a silky move. Mm. You know what? The, the inclusion of Pot, by the way, you, you mentioned just before we kicked off. Again, seen it the other night. He made a difference when he came on. For United, it was much more the, the Pot that grew up and we've seen those driving runs and forward passes that's what United need you know that bit of drive too many players simmer in the middle of the pitch for them getting the rewards today for it I said at the top of the show it's a, it's a big day for the bottom four all the way from home you don't fancy Ross County and as much as we say that Ross County are holding their own they're doing very well they're positive Kilmarnock you would probably say unless they got a goal before half time that, that's away from them and then you're looking at Motherwell, Dundee United. They've got something to hang on to and maybe even add to it at Tynecastle. Pressure, pressure pot just now for the bottom four. Yeah, David Freel saying that Peter Pollitt has been really good in this game. Good player. I remember playing against him when he was younger, kid, Aberdeen, and uh, he's, he's had a good career. Found his way back up the road, but he's got young, young guns ahead of him now. We've all been there where you think you can still mix it with a the young guns and how old is he Mark I don't really know Peter Paul must be probably coming up for 30 just over 30 30 you're a peak of your career at 30 I wasn't I retired at 31 ah but you, you were different <laughs> <laughs> yeah th- 32 Peter Paul 30 oh, that, was, that was close by the way this mm. is how tight it is at the bottom with the way results are standing at the moment Dundee United not only off the bottom but up to ninth. Yeah. the way it starts yeah, yeah. and it, look, it's going to remain that way I think for the remainder of the season I don't see anyone really getting cut adrift I think that's what makes it exciting. Now, we always criticise, oh, the standard's poor and look at the, the lack of wins in the bottom four or five teams, but look, we're going to have a real relegation battle right up to the final weeks, in my opinion here. So, you know, bring it on. It's, it's good stuff. Might not be entertaining to watch, but 
entertaining for us in it's here. Not, it's not good stuff if you're a manager or a player or a supporter down Aye. that bottom end fighting for your career. Uh, it's a pressure, Paul. There's no doubt. And uh, I think one or two clubs will start to feel it very shortly. Results are key. They need to start picking up results. That one at Petodre today, I think, is massive for both clubs. You look at the financial aspect of it all. St Mirren dealing with um, too much debt and offloading players like Brophy uh, just to get them off the wage bill temporarily uh, so they can cut costs. Uh, you look down the division, Falkirk, terrible problems there with money. Uh, that's why to drop out of this division and to go down into the championship or even worse is a nightmare, a financial nightmare. Are both 1-0 up against Wraith Rovers. Michael McKenna with the goal. Let's check in on that teaser, Hugh. Remind us of it. Yep. What I want to know, once I find the piece of paper, can you tell me the last three players to miss a penalty in the league for Celtic and Rangers? Therefore, six players in total, three from each side, the last three to miss a penalty in a league match for Celtic and Rangers. Let's go through some answers on Twitter. Kadze says, Barry Mackay? No. A token jester, he's gone for Kemar Roof. No. A Matthew Breckenridge, he has said Yanis Hadji. Jermaine no. Defoe. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, still a w- bit of work to be done. Mick yeah. says David Turnbull. Not there. No, so. David I'm, Turnbull. I think. Quite what, a few I, wrong answers. I think me and my partner in crime's doing all right here. Yeah. Is that right, Hugh? Are they on the right? How are they getting on, Hugh? I think uh, that's I think that's very positive. Hide your sheet, Hugh. Yeah. I can see the cheating from here. They've got all the Celtic players. <laughs> oh, okay. oh. And two of the Rangers and ones. They have two of the Rangers. Oh, oh just one to go. Just one to go. But, only, but, only twenty minutes or so in. That's not bad easy, going for easy you working. Two. But I'll, I'll tell you, there'll be a real one in there that you don't think he. Yeah. Mm. Chance for Rangers. James Tavernier firing over. It was Malik Tillman that played the ball through to him. Quite a tight angle. Should it be? Hitting the target from there? I think so. I think the quality that James Tavernier's got. Um, yeah, Rangers fans would be expecting him to hit the target. You've seen him score for there a number of times. Tavernier's just such an interesting player. The divide that between Rangers fans, I don't know if it's a divide, but the feelings that some fans have towards him had a caller. About the captaincy? About the captaincy again. Midweek that he's just not a captain. And you think, well, explain that. Because I think fans don't see him grab people by the scruff of the neck and shout in their faces to think that's not a captain. But behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you always hear the players speak glowingly about him and his influence in that dressing room. Is that a common misconception? Have there been captains that you've had in your career that maybe aren't the, the loudest players in the dressing room but just sort of lead by example? Yeah, me. I won the double. Being the captain of Wraith Rovers I'm amazed you guys want anything with you wearing the captain's armour uh, well, If, you, if, if, you, if they were say your example I'd be very worried if, if what the rest back, of them are up to If you look back at Ibrox against Celtic You'll see the guy going up to lift the cup with the armband on And it is our dead ringer for me let me tell you uh, And went on to win the league So that proves I wasn't a shouter I was more I led by example Training the way I went about my business in early Last one to leave the building that sort of thing. Does that mean you mm, were for different reasons? So, <laughs> what were you doing in the building? The L's not left the building. If you were tasked with organising the team nights out, that's where we need to start worrying. Ooh. It's one of the great unwritten books in Scottish football. Gordon the L, the life and lies 
of a Wraith Rovers player. <laughs> well, Did you ever get asked to write a book? Oh, I couldn't write a book. You're joking. Roger, Roger I, I think I would need to be a ghostwriter. Sure, you could, uh, you could take up yeah, my mind. There we go. Yeah. I would read that. I tell you what, there'd be some interesting stories. Oh in there. yes, would be. And would, literally, literally not one of them could be read out on this program. <laughs> not a okay, single well, one. Andrew, you and I were just listening to one of his stories in the office <laughs> before we came in. Would you, would you like to retell us that? <laughs> no. Right, let's, well, your, your mics are going off. Here we go. Uh, Aaron have a goal there. Two one up. Tommy Goss with his second of the day. Two one up against Bonnie Rig Rose. Albion Rovers 1-0 up away to Elgin as well Charlie Riley with the goal for them Ben Davies has been booked for Rangers not a great tackle on Jan Danda who's been in really good form for Ross County of late Craig Sibyl booked as well for kicking Robert Snodgrass It's amazing when you teams like Ross County go to Ibrox and do not park the bus and people will always say well teams park the bus because they're afraid of humiliation they're afraid of 3, 4, 5 they haven't parked the bus they've had plenty of chances in front of a goal quarter of the game gone and it's still goalless it's a good game so far entertaining Ross County given you know they're all so far but then you know Rangers start creating chances which is inevitable in this first half with the players that they've got you just see players who automatically start retreating I don't think a lot of that's to do with the manager sometimes players just on the pitch think oh I won't go that extra five yards forward because I know somebody's going to spring off the back of me. So it's well, difficult. It I've been Lee there Johnson, before. the Hibs manager, Mark, who said earlier in the season that players in Scotland are preconditioned, they're programmed. They don't think they can beat Celtic and Rangers. To be fair, when you go to Ibrox and Celtic Park, it is a difficult task. Oh. We've been there before. We've been walked in the the shoes of these players. It is really difficult, but. I think your best bet is when you go there to try and at least, if you get the ball, try and get up the pitch. Oh. If you can get up the pitch and your front men and Malcolm Mackay's obviously identified that with the two strikers, get up the pitch, try and get your back men up a bit, try and get your midfield up, give them a bit of a rest because you're under pressure for most of the game. Penn is on Twitter and he's coming up with a, a suggestion for the name of your autobiography, Gordon DL. <laughs> he says, Gordon DL leading by a nose. <laughs> well, very good pen, big handsome boy. <laughs> what I, mean? I was going to say we could get some suggestions on Twitter of what Gordon Yale's autobiography would be called, but I don't no. think we'd be able to read yeah. any of them out. So I would, I would like to hear some of them. Yeah, get a picture of him there as well, so people can have a, <laughs> a go at your <laughs> go at your face. We just turn into the roast of Gordon Yale. Oh, aye, 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 we like that. That's a good it? idea for us. I have not got a problem what? with that at all. If that, if your that your face says otherwise. If that makes people happy, fill your boots. Good effort Top from it. Alfredo Morelos. Header just wide from Borna Barisic's cross. And we're seeing we're seeing the Rangers fullbacks have a lot more freedom, aren't we, since Michael Beale has come in. It's a lot to do with sort of narrow number 10s that he plays rather than wingers. Well, I think that was to the, the detriment of the team. You know, playing taking away what Tavernier was good at and what Barisic had shown for years what he was good at getting in the final third and having plenty of assists all of a sudden that was just taken away the wingers stayed wide there was there was no room for the full backs to move um, Beal's changed that and it's it's working you've got to say it's, it looks better the fans enjoy it uh, much more than Van Bronker's style so far well I always remember a call to Super Scoreboard during the Van Bronckhurst era when a Rangers supporter said watching this team may cause drowsiness that's not the case under Michael Beale I mean you're getting the 
the energy that the, the, the Rangers fans wanted to see from their team and weren't getting under Giovanni. Partick Thistle nil, Cole Rangers 1, Mitch Meganson with the goal there. Paul Hartley looking to try and turn things around. Well, I, d- I certainly didn't see that coming, especially with the goals that Cove have been leaking. Um, that'll be a difficult one, um, but I still fancy Partick to turn that around because I don't think Cove can keep a clean sheet. Andy Halliday? Off. Off. Down again. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. Now I look it was I a pretty strong about tackle injuries. from Ryan Edwards. Right, okay. Well let him, let him away with tackles like that. Uh, let's be honest, if anyone is allowed to lecture him on lecture him on injuries, it's not gonna be you, Mark Wilson. Nah, no, nah, I had my fear. You'd, you'd, you'd be next did, to him on the injury table. I did, I the, the problem well, at least mine's was the same injury all the time. I don't I didn't pick up niggling injuries. Andy loves a wee if he if he's had a good couple of passes he sees the opportunity <laughs> get off get up and applause you know what I mean kiss a badge I'll be me okay for a falling week David Friel says that tackle may get checked we'll wait and see if it's an no, official no, we'll check it back or not. <laughs> <laughs> horrendous tackle Poor Andy. Aye. he's pointing to his ankle saying there's a stud mark on there oh, oh. well he's it's a contact sport he's got to get stud marks isn't he yeah. well we'll see there is a check going on, I think. He's usually had the stud marks in his, his pants, to be honest with you, his shorts, <laughs> the way he's played throughout his career. <laughs> oh, I think, Calum, I think you should play this back. Well, something, Here something. we go. VAR Review with Clydebilt Home Improvements. The referee has been summoned to oh, the screen. Ryan oh, Edwards tackle Edwards. on Andy Edwards. Halliday. Edwards. Just as you were all making fun of him for going down, Poor Andy. could be Hope serious okay. foul play here. Well, look, this, this <laughs> the sympathy comes out now. <laughs> actually, means nothing because look at the tackles we've seen in just recent weeks. Oh, how about this? Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Livingston three, Kilmarnock nil. Stephen Kelly with the goal. That would be a huge result. Well, it's a, you know I know it's a scoreline now, but it reads like a result. There's no way that Kilmarnock can back and do anything about a three-goal disadvantage in the first half and not even half an hour played. This is a very serious day for that particular club and for the relationship that the manager has with those in the office above him because you can't be saying, I didn't know anything about the release of... Kyle Lafferty uh, and now that's a pasting and that's a worry the check is done at Tynecastle. Ryan no. Edwards sent off oh. straight red card VAR check on the screen and he's gone Roger Hanna says Kilmarnock fans are already leaving the Tony Macaroni arena to be fair it's could be no down. Down. half, be half an hour into the game yeah. how does he know they're leaving he could be going to the toilet going for something to eat 3-0 down at the Tony Mac I bet you've paid your ticket money may as well yeah. stay I mean, no, when the open line comes at five o'clock, I'll tell you the first caller will be Simon from Kilmarnock. Mm. And there'll be a The thing about Derek McInnes about saying yeah. Laffer, it was nothing to do with me. Do you not think he's entitled to say that? Oh, yeah, not, absolutely. I, I'm saying that that does that drive a wedge between him and the people who employ him. How does it impact on the dressing room? This scoreline at the moment reeks of a club that's not well at the moment. And you know it could be even worse if this goes to a four, five, who knows what. Uh, it's a bad, bad day, and 
as I say, you can turn to any part of Scotland and find crisis. Crisis building up at Kilmarnock, crisis at Motherwell, crisis at Dundee United, now down to 10 men, but leading. And if Aberdeen don't get full points today, crisis up there as well. Stephen Fletcher now wearing the armband for Dundee United after Ryan Edwards go off. That could be big for Hearts because David Freely said a couple of times the Hearts fans weren't happy with mm. what they were seeing. They'll be hoping that they'll uh, see a bit of a turnaround there against 10 men. Conversely, yeah. it makes it worse. If you don't get a turnaround against 10 men, that makes it even worse. Not like you to have the half, ha- glass half-empty view you, there, Hugh. Do you think I wear this black cloak <laughs> for a joke? <laughs> I thought you were going to say cardigan there. I am the Grim Weeper. <laughs> a, a header Pollock for Aberdeen flashed just wide from a corner. Still no breakthrough in that game between Aberdeen and Motherwell. Well, that's the most unsurprising start of the afternoon <clears> because <throat> both sides, plenty plenty of attacking talent on show at Petordre this afternoon, but two teams that are just rank rotten. How about this, by the way? Dimitri Mitchell scoring for Everton. Barely even kicked a ball up here in his last spell at Hibs, didn't he? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 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 exactly. Uh, oh, Gary sorry, Caldwell. did I say Everton? Everton well, obviously I was going to say Everton. That would have been for him. <laughs> Exeter, but Exeter has Gary Caldwell's side, is it not? Yes, sir. See, Gary, I see on social media, I think he's doing the, or did he do the marathon around Exeter? He never struck me as a guy that would... a half marathon a half? tomorrow, I think. Well, yeah. there you go, That's that proves my point. He was never a man that would do a full marathon. He wasn't that... Way inclined, should we say? So he's done the half. What are you trying to imply? He was lazy. No, no, a very hard worker, but just he wasn't great at long distance running. You got those guys at training queue that were just good footballers, but as soon as the long distance running came out, hmm, weren't they interested? One standing no, right no. to my left in a minute. That's why I led it's, by example. I was no chance. I, I, was I think you would have been one of the worst runners. I had a lot of PPs in my, um, <laughs> under my belt in the, the, the football club, let me tell you. No chance. I'm t- oh, you ask any player that played right, with me. Right, take away the quick running. Right, the, the, I was the, quick, I was quick. I was if the they were doggies. following your lead, it would be like a game of Subutio. Everyone would just be standing still. <laughs> Not the case, Andrew. I think you've got the wrong opinion. Are you good at long distance running? Uh, no, you are GBR vest. Have no you GBR. got your last name yet on the teaser? Oh, yeah. Let's let's check oh, in, see sorry. if there is any. You had five uh, out of six the last time I looked. Yeah, go on, Hugh. Give us a question again. Tell me the last three players to miss a penalty in the league for Celtic and for Rangers. Half a dozen players, three from each team. Who were the last three to miss a penalty for Celtic in the league and the last three to miss a penalty for Rangers in the league? David Clark says Aaron Ramsey, but it is the league. Yes, and that was We're a European talking about final. Penalty shootouts. Josip uh, Juranovic, David Clark has also said. Now, you would think so, but uh, he's not there. Hmm. Uh, see any more? There are three... Uh, rogue suggestions there Bocanegra Jelovic and Naismith not there Juranovic penalty miss was that in Europe yes yeah, it was yeah. in the Champions League we yeah. were going down that road as well but very fortunate I turned how are you two getting on stage I, 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 well, final name five. No, that one here no, no. no. I, th- I think I know that the Rangers one but I can't remember his name so you don't know it then no, I do know. I can see him, and I, I just can't remember his name. I'm trying. What does he look like? Describe I'm, him. I'm waiting till he turns around so I can read it in the shot. But what number? Um, oh, he was a big number. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm listen without giving any away. Was he a winger? 
What do you mean about giving anything away? That's giving away if he's a winger or not. Was he a winger? Oh, right, okay. I can't remember his name. Right, okay, around five minutes left at home to get your answers in. For that one, still no goal since we last checked in <laughs> the top one. Oh, they've got it. They've got it. Yes, I don't know why I'm actually annoyed that they've got it as well. Oh, yes. Oh, no, you set them up. I'll put them away. Oh, on the podium yeah. for being the motion this afternoon. Good save by Liam Kelly to keep out the Elba Ramadani's volley. Aberdeen pushing, trying to get the opener in that game the only goals in the Premiership so far Livingston have three of them against Kilmarnock Dundee United 1-0 up away to Hearts but Ryan Edwards has been sent off for the visitors after a VAR check what, um, what about that goal in England Andrew? Harry Souter own goal on his Leicester debut oh, I mean what a time he's had wonderful World Cup £15 million pound move debut you, you scored an own goal I did, aye, aye. Dundee you weren't United. very complimentary of him, were Why? you? Why? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He was a good lad. Good lad. He was a young kid at Dundee United, though, but... Um, Dundee United getting a big chunk of that transfer fee as well. I somewhere know. between two and three million pounds. That's well, not bad going. Uh, the, the criticism sometimes levelled at the previous regime. The fans maybe eating their words a bit now when you see some of these big moves coming down the line. Kelty Hearts 1-0 up against Falkirk. Callum, Callum Higginbottom with the goal for them. Well, I can imagine there's unrest at Tynecastle, playing ten men, still a goal down. Unrest at Petodre, playing a team who haven't won a game since October, and it's still goalless. And the unrest has already manifested itself at Livingston because, as Roger Hanna has told us, the away fans have started to leave. Kilmarnock three goals down, and we're still ten minutes short of half time. What will the feeling be like at? Ibrooks, Gordon Dio. Um I think a bit of frustration um, but I think sometimes Andrew you, if you're honest you've got to give the away side a bit of credit I think they look well organised they've got two guys up top that are trying to get them out and get, take a little bit of you know, breathing away from their defence because you would imagine they're come under pressure but organisation for Malky very very good the first goal's always important one at Ibrox if you can get to Malky will probably have the game plan if you can get to half time no no team talk's brilliant you can get through the first 15-20 minutes because you're probably thinking reaction coming from Rangers obviously after Beals had a word then you can look to think yeah we could maybe get something maybe sneak something um, but they've still got to get through those certain periods for me. I think the problem I brought just now is that it's all very predictable at the minute. You know, pass, pass, pass. If you look at the opposite side of the city and Celtic when they play at Celtic Park, they have ample runners in behind creating space. They have guys on the wing who will take the ball and go past people. This first half hour, I brought. They're allowing Ross County to defend well, you know, by getting back in their shape. So I think you'll need guys like Sakala and Kent just to take a few more chances. Yeah, it's not quite the continuation of what Rangers did at Tynecastle. A lot of good forward play then. Michael Beale was talking in the build up saying that, you know, Malky McKay's teams always come and, and try and attack. I think automatically some people just kind of expect that if a, a team go to Ibrooks or go to Celtic Park and open up and try and attack a bit that they'll get picked off but this has been a, a good example from Ross County so yeah. far do you know what we should be discussing Malcolm McKay for the Aberdeen job but people will not let him get over his past for which he has apologised for which he has undergone diversity training and all sorts 
Malcolm Mackay deserves with the greatest respect to Roy McGregor and all at Ross County he deserves a bigger club than Ross County but people will not let his past go Aidan McGeady with a free kick inches wide 20 yards out just before that Curtis Main bringing out a good save at the near post by David Marshall Curtis Main I would say enjoyed it's midweek yeah the yeah. man that's got a stand named after him everywhere he goes <laughs> um, got his double at there's, there's nothing original about that by the way I've seen it on Twitter <laughs> well I don't go on Twitter so, you know all week <laughs> I've never seen it I've never all seen week. it I'll, I'll give you I'm, don't I'm, worry. I'm not letting them take credit for that <laughs> oh, no chance I thought that was quite good have um, you been waiting how long been, uh, I'm going Andrew's no come in with the Curtis main one <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get this in Mind but you, thank you very much you're doing a grand job I don't up. see anything wrong with that <laughs> Curtis Main didn't feel that he was best treated at Aberdeen and he made his feelings known when he scored both those goals and Declan Gallagher gets the other one and he didn't like what happened to him at Aberdeen so he had the, the, the photograph posted on Twitter yesterday with the Aberdeen reject written on his coffee cup as he was sampling the coffee so you know I don't see anything wrong with that. They're entitled within the bounds of reason and the parameters of the law and don't do anything that we'll all regret. I don't see anything wrong with the celebrations. Good drive from Malik Tillman there. Rolled across to Alfredo Morelos. He cut it back but was just unable to get... I think it was Ryan Kent that was arriving in the middle, just wasn't able to find his man in the middle of the box. I've got to be, I've got to be honest here. I'm a bit surprised that a man who's in good form, Morelos... Doesn't take a shot at the goals. He's got to shoot. He's got to shoot. I it's a terrific move. It's a, a difficult angle, but he's got the ability. Right, let's round up this. Mm. The first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The last three players to miss a penalty in the league for Celtic and Rangers were for Celtic. Georgios Giacomakis Callum McGregor Odson Edward For Rangers James Tavernier Borna Barisic And Daniel Candace. Well the listeners were cl- quick on this one Third place Luke Skywalker McIntosh In second place Sean White But the quickest off the mark Dylan Patton You get the bragging rights in the first half teaser And you guys eventually got there as well Ah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, They didn't get there as quick as us Me and Daz are we were right on that. We prove that every week. It beat the pundit. But. We'll see if you can get the Who Am I in the second half. But before that, goal flashes with Clyde Bills Home Improvements. Goal for Aberdeen. Ooh. A Duke header from close range. It was a Johnny Hayes cross, and Aberdeen have a goal in that game where. Both sides were going in with, I don't know, I think it was very nervous for both sides, wasn't it, heading into this game. But that will be a bit of a settler for Aberdeen. Great time to score as well, because it sends you up the tunnel with cheers in your ears and not jeers. Uh, And for Motherwell, well, they were a mountain to climb, because it was always going to be difficult when you're a goal behind, it's even worse. Uh, So, uh, it's the first sign of light for Aberdeen in some time. Bad miss for Dundee United there. Ten men, but they're still pushing. Oh. Stephen Fletcher, clean through on goal, fires over the oh, bar. You've got to That's a big <coughs> chance when you're up against... When, when you've got ten sure. men, sorry. But you've got to say, you look at Dundee United down the bottom of the league, uh, 
They should be doing a lot better with the squad. They've got in the quality players. They've got some yeah, decent six internationals or something like yeah, that. They've got some decent quality players there that shouldn't be down there fighting for their life. But let me tell you, Motherwell. I, I fear for Motherwell. I know that Stevie Hamill's been back. Nine new signings. To be fair, he did get people. Uh, off the wage bill to get people out the door I think maybe 7-8 it could be could be wrong in that but I know he got a few people out they just can't but they can't buy a win they, I, I, you know you can go and keep saying about they've not won at home uh, they've, you know their away record's been not too bad but lately they cannot buy a win and you brought nine players in and I'm not one any manager to get a sack let me tell you right now but how long do you keep going if they lose today? And then you, what the argument is is, well, what's the point getting rid of them when you brought nine players in? But you can't win games and you've got to get relegated. Right now, Motherwell, to me, unless something happens dramatic this afternoon, are favourites to get down because I'm not even inspired by their signings, to be quite honest with you. 4 one nil up, Seb Ross with the goal. Half-time between Queen of the South and FC Edinburgh. Marvin Bartley's side, nil-nil. At the break, that was a classic. It's time he's thinking about his position there, isn't it? Really, <laughs> the big Marv. Yeah. Well, he left and living and are flying. Yeah. Think about it. He's had three games now. I do You know, how long do you need? <laughs> <laughs> isn't he's no broken his tracksuit yet? Give him an hour, couple of weeks. I seen he was wearing his tracksuit again in here. You said oh, that. I, I he always wears it. his tracksuit. He loves it. Tracksuit and a gal and a half of water. That's all you see that big guy with. The photo that Gordon put on, actually. Um, <laughs> seen his big water tank. <laughs> Just I, buy him. Honestly, if I drank that much water, I'd be sleeping in the bath. I'm reliably informed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reliably informed he turns up in his club car as well. Oh, he's got a nice car. Nice. Yeah. Uh, QOS are certainly spending the money. They've given him a nice car. Petrol card and everything, Mark. Ooh. Good business, that. Huh? Yeah. Didn't get that breaking. Oh, no. <laughs> 46 red <laughs> What, what were the perks, if any, that you got alongside being breaking manager oh. apart from one free tracksuit that uh, ended up in a charity shop? What were the perks? <laughs> Come back to me on that one, Andrew. Watching teams <laughs> score goal after goal every Actually, it was weekend. always entertaining. A oh, yeah. payoff? Does that count? There was, oh, no, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> I've, I've dropped more down the back of the couch than you get paid off. Uh, Johnny Hayes has gone off injured. Hayden Coulson coming on uh, for him in that game. Aberdeen still 1 0 up against Motherwell. Should be close to the. Half-time scores in the Premiership. Malik Tillman went very close for Rangers ahead of, uh just past the left-hand post. So, I mean, that obviously Gordon used the word earlier on, frustration. That's what the uh, Rangers fans will be feeling. Uh, but satisfaction is what Malky Mackay will be feeling. Uh, his team have come, acquitted themselves well, and it's still goalless. Half-time at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Roger Hanna. Half-time, Andrew Livingston, three, Kilmarnock nil. David Martindale's men getting a standing ovation as they go off at the interval, having dominated Kilmarnock in a one-sided first half. They almost took the lead after five minutes. Stephen Bradley's cross from the right, met but ahead of Christian Montana with the back post, and it smacked off the bar. A couple of minutes later, Joel Nubley threatened, find save by Sam Walker to keep the score line blank, but that only lasted until ten minutes when Nubley scored a point-blank header after the Kilmarnock defence failed to clear Nicky Devlin's cross from the byline 
line. It was Newbury's first start in three months, his first goal in four months, and it really set the tone for the first half. It was 2 0 in 12 minutes, an easy finish by Bruce Anderson across the goalkeeper from another Devlin cross for his sixth goal of the season. And that became 3 0 in 29 minutes. Newbury, this time the creator, a cut back from the left, it spun into the path of Stephen Kelly, who cushioned a fine right foot volley into the postage stamp corner to pile on the misery for Denny McInnes's visitors. At that stage, Kilmarnock fans were leaving the ground. Finally, they got a sight of goal three minutes before the break, but Kyle Vassell could only hit the side netting. Then at the other end, Walker, fine save to deny Anderson a second goal before Danny Armstrong was booked for an off-the-ball clash with boys. Just two points and no wins on the road for Kilmarnock this season. This may be a new low, though. When David Martindale was 3-0 down at Parkhead at halftime, he was trying to hail an Uber taxi. Just wonder if David McInnes is having similar thoughts. Livingston 3, Kilmarnock 0. Yeah, what a half-time result that is at the Tony Macaroni Arena. There was a penalty shout for Dundee United. No sign of a check, though, according to David Friel. Quite a bit of added time. Well, there's a goal at Ibrooks. Goal flashes with Clyde Bills Home Improvements. Rangers 1, Ross County 0, and it's Malik Tillman with the goal set up by new boy Todd Cantwell. And Rangers have the lead on the stroke of half-time. Well, it's a bitter blow for Malky Mackay. They had been going exceptionally well, Ross County. And you always want to get in goalless and then things look optimistic. But that's a real blow. Tillman, it's been coming for him. He had a header earlier on that went perilously close and now a very good header again from Cantwell's ball in and it's 1-0 that'll be one of the reasons Todd Cantwell was brought in because he gets to the byline and it's just a clipped ball into the six yard box sometimes you see players rush those they maybe just hammer it hard and low but he picks out his man there doesn't he yeah that's not easy to do once you get in that position especially when frustration has been building it's easy just to thrash it across the face but Cantwell ever so clever gets his head up just a little dink sees Tillman just about the penalty spot coming into six yard line and Tillman puts that away just what Beal wanted just before half time yeah how big is that the timing of the goal as well because there would have been quite a bit of frustration you'd think from Rangers fans at not being able to get that goal in the first half but getting it at that point is big cliche for managers it changes their team talk at half time it's terrific play from Rangers Ross County will be absolutely sick to the teeth but it's terrific play they let Cantwell into a position dangerous position he picks Tillman out terrific finish great time to score half time in Paisley Fraser Wishart it is similar nil Hibernian nil deadlock at the breaks and pretty hard fought Hibs probably had the better of the half, certainly better on the ball for long periods. Still, Simon came back into it towards the half time whistle. See, Hibs started brightly on the eighth minute, their first chance. A low shot on the angle by Ewan, a really good strike, low across the goalkeeper, and a good save at full stretch to his right by Trevor Carson. Last week's half trick hero, Josh Campbell, tried his luck from 25 yards. His shot was deflected just wide, with Carson watching the ball. Then Jiggle had a goal bound shot blocked in the six yard box by O'Hara. Took 15 minutes for Saints to threaten David Marshall's goal. Mark O'Hara with a shot wide from 20 yards then Scott Tanz with a dipping volley struck it really well but it was straight at David Marshall in goal real blow for Hibs when McCurdy who started quite brightly on the right hand side went off in real pain and Matthew Hopp the young US striker on one from Middlesbrough came on for his debut we've not really seen much of him on the left hand side strong blustery wind driving rain not really helping the quality and the players on the ball but plenty of endeavour from both sides a bit scrappy period though and Hibs was still with most of the ball but we passed 30 minutes with no more real chances till the third the third minute when Aidan Magidi was fouled 20 yards out by Scott Tanzer 
McGeady himself dusted himself down, took the free kick and bent it over the wall, but inches wide with Trevor Carson standing beaten at his left hand post. Didn't seem responded. First time we really saw him as an attacking threat in any real sort of pressure period. O'Hara with a driving run set up Curtis Main, low left foot shot, turned wide by David Marshall's near post, and then Main blasted over. Somehow Aidan McGeady on the right hand side inexplicably passed to Curtis Main, not a hips player near him. He drove forward 20 yards out, he shot well over, he had plenty of time. It was a pretty poor effort by the informed Simon Stryker. Stephen Robinson probably more animated manager, plenty of shakes of his head. I think he knows his team are going to have to play a bit more consistently and play a bit better in the second half if we're going to win this game. Half time in Paisley, St Murn nil, Hibs nil. Gabriel Antoniazzi has a half time round up at Ibrooks. Yeah, half time here. It is 1 0 Rangers against Ross County. A huge goal from Malik Tillman on the stroke of the interval, heading in from five yards after a lovely clip across from Todd Cantwell. The Jurors had struggled to find the final ball until that moment, and credit to County before that. They've not just come here to sit in like we see so many teams do, and it has been a decent game. Both sides attacking. The first attack actually came five minutes in from the visitors. A slack John Lundstrom pass. Harmon and Brophy had two blocked efforts. Uh, ten minutes later, Cantwell clipped the woodwork. Tillman put him through. Uh, the tackle popped back to Cantwell. A lovely curling effort, but it just went over. That seemed to be the theme of the half. Rangers just missing the final ball or missing a target when they do get opportunities. At uh, one point, James Tavernier was slipped through, smashed it over the bar, albeit it was from quite a tight angle. And the best effort from that half came from Morelos a really good attempt he headed it just wide a great ball in from Porter Barris which must be said has been putting in some brilliant crosses from the left hand side Tillman uh, who did come on as a sub for Lundstrom in that first half he had some great driving runs really kind of grabbing the grain by the scruff of the neck he had a header just wide late on in the half and you felt like perhaps it was one of those days nil-nil at the interval one of the first times we'll see that under Michael Beale but not if Tillman had anything to do about it there have been about two minutes of pressure in the Ross County third the ball just popping about and you could sense that something was coming and the ball broke down the right just by the touchline and as you said uh, on commentary there Andrew so many players would just smash the ball across but uh, Cantwell looked up saw Tillman just clipped it and as we've seen Tillman do so many times already this season he kept his cool in front of goal and headed it into the back of the net the county have threatened from a few set pieces and they look like they'd be halting the host impressive form but not huge goal from Tillman gives Rangers control of the game at the interval half time here it's 1-0 to the host Dave Galloway has the half-time story from Pitodri. Half-time at Pitodri, Andrew. Aberdeen 1, Motherwell 0. Motherwell quickly out of the traps in this one, forcing a first-minute corner. Then at the other end, Duke twisted and turned in the box, and his shot was well saved by Kelly with his legs. You'd have hoped that would have set the tone for this game, but goal-mouth excitement was in pretty short supply, despite plenty of effort from both teams. However, the home side gained the upper hand and went close, with Pollock flashing a header just wide after connecting with a corner kick and Kelly got down low at his right hand post to keep out Ramadani's volley from outside the box Hayes had lengthy treatment over on the far side after a head knock but was initially able to continue and in the 42nd minute he crossed for Duke to get up well and head the hosts into a thoroughly deserved lead just after that though Hayes had to go off looking rather dazed the Dons well on top and could be farther ahead but the Steelmen haven't mustered a shot on target yet Aberdeen 1, Motherwell 0. And last but not least, David Friel at Tynecastle. Half time, Andrew. Hearts 0, Dundee United 1 for the second time in a few days. There is a lot of unrest at Tynecastle with the Hearts fans hitting the booze hard at half time. United lead through Stephen Fletcher's goal. They've been the better team by a mile. They've been absolutely outstanding. But 
They are now down to 10 men after Ryan Edwards' red card. Liam Fox's United game plan, it was right before kick-off. Jamie McGrath, was a crucial part of it. He limped out of the warm-up. Peter Pollock came in. United didn't miss a beat. He played a big part in a really impressive start by United. They took the lead in nine minutes. Craig Sibbled, he's been excellent as well. He found Yomari Niskan in the left-hand side. His low cross picked out Fletcher. His first touch took him away from Kairos and he then reversed his finish under Xander Clark. It was a great goal. United went for a second. Fletcher fired wide. Glenn Middleton, he's also been brilliant. He had a shot saved by Xander Clark. United looked so comfortable, but the game then changed in 29 minutes. Ryan Edwards went crashing into a tackle with Andy Halliday and he did connect with the ball, but as soon as it happened, he did wonder whether there would be a VAR check Andy Halliday on the ground pointing at his ankle clearly in pain Nick Walsh referee he got a word in his ear there was a VAR check and Ryan Edwards was sent off I assume for using excessive force in the tackle Hearts did have a bit more pressure with the extra man but United are still playing well and should be 2 or even 3 now up Fletcher was sent free at the edge of the box but he's finished all wrong then Glenn Middleton again cracked the post after another great move United faultless to a man but Hearts have still got so much work to do Hearts nailed in United 1. Well, that is the story across the Premiership. I'll give you a full roundup of all the divisions next. The fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores across the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 1, Motherwell 0 Hearts 0, Dundee United 1 Livingston 3, Kilmarnock 0 Rangers 1, Ross County 0 St Mirren 0, Hibs 0 In the Championship are Broth 1, Wraith Rovers 0 Hamilton 1, Dundee 1 Inverness 0, Morton 1 Partick Thistle 0, Cove Rangers 1 In League 1, Airdrieonians 0 Clyde 0, Alloa 1 Peterhead 0, Dunfermline 1 Montrose 0, Kelty Hearts 1 Falkirk 0, Queen of the South 0 FC Edinburgh 0 And in League 2, Bonnie Rig Rose 1 Annan 2, East Fife 0 Stirling 0 Elgin nil, Albion Rovers one, four for one, Stranraer nil, and Stenhouse Muir nil, Dumbarton one. We'll try and go back to Ibrox next.